Hello and welcome to the Coivecast. Uh, a very, very, very special episode. I feel like we say that quite a lot at the start of the episode, but this one absolutely is a very, very special one. I'm Ross Williams, uh, your host. Adam, how are you doing, pal? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited for this one. It does feel a little bit special. I know we do. As you say, we do talk about special episodes here and there, but this one definitely is. We've got three fantastic guests that I know a lot of cast fans are looking forward to hearing from. Yeah, absolutely. We absolutely can put the special tab on it. I mean, I think it's it's bizarre almost to kind of have the access we're getting, uh, to be honest. And like I say, I've said multiple times, the fact I started this podcast six months ago to be getting the access we're about to get in 10 minutes' time is pretty remarkable, really. And testament to the club, I, I will say. I think absolutely it is testament to the club that they want to come to an external source and kind of have their say uh, right at the end of 2023 uh, as we're heading to a, a new year and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. Mark Grattan, Ian Fulton, Martin Jepson, all in one go on a round table. It's uh, it's gonna be a bit mad, isn't it? It's a lot, and I know we haven't unfortunately haven't got a lot of time because obviously three guys that are times are very precious. I mean, we could sit here for many hours and talk to them about everything to do with cast. So we have got just over an hour with with the guys, and um, we'll answer as me- uh, ask them as many questions as we can. Yeah, but I'm sure we'll answer. We'll get a lot of answers that cast fans are waiting for as well. I hope so. Hope so. I mean, like like you say, we are going to have to keep it relatively broad just due to the times. I've got. I think we've got about an hour, potentially half an hour with one of them. So we just really kind of get to it, which is why we're doing the intro beforehand, so we can just kind of get straight to it when they're on. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'll apologize. I have to apologize, but I'll apologize in advance if I don't ask the question you'd have asked. But as we've said before, we're not. Well. We do have journalism degrees, but we're not journalists. We're not practicing journalists. You know, we're not here to be investigative journalists. We're here to do a podcast about cast. It's as simple as that. So we're simply going to ask the things that we want to ask about. And yeah, if we don't hit your exact question, uh, we apologize. But at the same time, I'm sure the club uh, will be more than open to you asking them that question, whether you get in touch afterwards or whatever that might be. So uh, hopefully uh, this is really insightful, really educational uh, and really enjoyable. Um, so yeah. They're joining us in 10 minutes. For you, it'll be about three seconds. So enjoy. This should be great. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. Right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being on the podcast. This is, uh, I'm, I'm sure the fans of the club are absolutely going to love this, uh, having everyone here kind of in one place. Um, so I'll introduce to each of you. Uh, I'll start with Mark, because you're probably the most familiar voice to fans of the podcast. I think it's the third time you've been on now. Obviously, Mark Grattan, managing director of the club. Um, yeah, Christmas week, all that. Uh, how are you? How are things? Yeah, good. Yeah, it's um, still busy. Doesn't hopefully it'll slow down a bit next week. But yeah, still still busy. A um, couple of deals that done sort of last week with Fletcher and, and Lewis, which obviously you saw. So yeah, 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 plenty going on. Brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff. Also with us, uh, Ian Fulton, chairman of the club, obviously a member of the family that, as fans of this club, we, we owe an awful lot to. Um, first time meeting you, um, yeah, fantastic to meet you. Uh, and uh, how are you doing, Ian? How's things? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, it's uh, a bit of a damn time of year, but I'm good, thank you. Yeah, and it's good to come on and uh, you know, just share a few thoughts with y'all. Brilliant, brilliant. I'm looking forward to that, absolutely. And uh, and finally, last but not least, um. <laughs> I didn't. I was going to make the joke before. Probably the most talked about man in Castlewood over the last three weeks, and that's usually not a good thing. <laughs> but in this instance, I think it probably is. Um, yeah, Martin Jepson, uh, new director of the club, investor, shareholder. 
Um, fantastic to meet you, mate. Um, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Ross. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for inviting us on. Um, I think it's I think it's good that you've got all three of us on. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been a uh, a bit of a whirlwind couple of weeks. Um, uh, getting lyrics with everything, yeah. But please come and join you guys. You do a good job. So uh, uh, I think it's good that the three of us can contribute as well. Brilliant, brilliant, Adam. Obviously, I really appreciate those kind words. Uh, we'll get into it then. Uh, we'll get into it, and obviously, we're going to cover uh, first and foremost, obviously, your recent investment in the club, your recent uh, joining as a director. Um, obviously, there's been plenty in the press, and obviously, the club puts on statements out anyway. So we're going to try and not cover old ground necessarily because it's a fair bit obviously a lot of people already know about but um obviously it's been it's been out there that it's pretty much been about six seven months in the making uh th- th- this kind of you, you coming on board um was there a proper catalyst for that um was was there a moment or a, a specific just the thing, thing that went off in your head and just thought you know th- this is the time this is why I, I need to get involved now um, had a, had had a few sort of cheeky prompts from people involved with the club, but n- nothing serious. To be honest, there, there was a, a bit of a, a catalyst because because um, there were lots of there were rumours flying around about the fact that uh, new investors wanted to come in or even wanted to sell or whatever. And I had a, I, I got a bit of a um, a prompt from um, I, I got contacted and it's name names. We were contacted to, to say, would I be interested in joining a consortium or putting together a consortium? Mainly because they see my name at the club through through um, through the sponsorship I'd done. Yeah, and and actually, we had a conversation, but it didn't really go anywhere. Um, but I, that really prompted me to say, actually, if, if it, it, it started a thought process with me to say, maybe it's something I'm interested in doing. But actually, I'm a quite, I think I'm quite a straightforward person. Um, and I don't really like uh, to be doing anything indirect. So actually, I thought, well, why not have a chat with, with Ian and Mark direct? So I made contacts via the marketing department, who is, which was really my main contact at the club. And that became the catalyst for it all. I, it sort of sparked a bit of an idea with me. But I, rather than go around um, uh, playing sort of... Um, with, with whispers behind the scene, I thought, let's go direct to the guys and talk to them direct. I'd rather be up front, rather have a conversation and see if there was it, because there was lots of rumours starting to fly around on chat forums and everything else. I thought, actually, let's have a chat with the guys direct. And if there's something that they want to do, then we'll have a conversation. But equally, if they don't, we can just walk away. That's that's how it all started. Makes sense, makes sense. Adam? Yeah, it's, this is probably one for Mark and Ian, obviously, when Mark's previously been on with Ross, he's, he's around sort of six months ago, I think it was, when you first came on on the podcast and spoke about the desire for investors to come on board and you were sort of looking at potential bids that were coming in and vetting them. When was the process started when you started to really ramp up that search for maybe that outside investment? Uh, I think, do you want to do that, you know, do you want me to do that? I'll do a bit, I'll do a bit if you want. Yeah, go on. I don't, I don't think it's ever been a search for outside investment. I think we've always been open to outside investment. Uh, well, we have. Uh, and we've had various people approach us over years. Um, but they've got to be a right fit for club. And they've got to want to do it for the right reason. And I, and I think, you know, we, we, with meeting Martin and, you know, we had 
quite a lot of meetings beforehand and we spoke a lot and it, you know, it came to games and everything and all that. Martin seemed the right fit for the club. He's, he, he wants what the rest of us want. Um, and you know, it's, it, we're only, we're, all of us are custodians. So if you're gonna if you're gonna be part of a club, you've got to have somebody whose uh, whose intentions, uh, uh, you know, for the right intentions, really. Uh, and and Mark and myself both felt that Mark Martin's was well. We know he's doing it for the right intentions, and we know what you know. He, we know he wants to move the club forward, and we we know um, that it means an awful lot. Uh, not just to him, but to the community uh, and everyone involved in it. And uh, we both thought it was a good fit. And, and, you know, and I'm sure it will be. Um, we've had other people approach us over years, uh, which, you know, I, I think has, has come out from time to time publicly. Um, and it seems as though, you know, I've blocked it or I've stopped it, which has never been the case. We've, we've always been open to it, but it's got to be for the right reasons. Uh, and it, and just at the moment, it feels as though it's all for the right reasons. And, and, and that's where we've got to with it. I don't know if Mark wants to add anything to that. But... Yeah, just really, just to reiterate exactly what Ian said there. And then I think you, you asked about when did it start to ramp up a little bit in terms of people becoming interested. It, it, mm. As is normally the, the case, a couple of rumours started flying around about certain people being blocked from from buying the club, I think probably, you know, which is people we'd never even had conversations with at the time and we knew, you know, that they wouldn't ever be interested in, you know, in it, if, even if we did have a conversation. And from there, it started to snowball and a few people came forward and and, you know, sort of started to have conversations and they came in and drifted out and we got close with one person, but not, you know, it just seemed to fizzle out. And then kind of Martin was the one who kind of just kept going throughout this period where, where we started really talking to people and performed a lot of due diligence on, on what he was doing, spoke to a lot of people, not just at, at the club, you know, but outside of the club and in the sport. Um, so like Ian said, it, it felt like exactly the right fit for what we, we were looking for. And, and then it progressed, I think, progressed really smoothly from there. Um, to get to where we got to a, a couple of weeks ago. I'll, I'll, sorry, Ross and Adam, I'll, I'll just say as well one thing um, that appealed to me with both Mark and Ian is they were just very honest, uh, very frank about what the where the club was, what the challenges were in front of, of them. Uh, and I sort of warmed to that. We, we, had, we didn't have a lot of discussions, but the discussions we had... They were very open with information and a bit like when Mark did the podcast with you um, a couple of months ago, going through the IMG rankings. Um, for somebody wanting to come and invest, the facts were just laid out exactly as they were. Nobody's trying to hide anything. They were very open and upfront. And when you're looking to form partnerships with people, so I think I'm fairly straightforward. I think these guys are as well. And that's what you need to be. You, if you're going to get comfortable with people, you need to find that you, you need to understand that that everybody's everybody's um, on the same wavelength and everybody is being straight with each other. Makes sense. Makes complete sense. Probably builds into my next question uh, in a, in a way. Um, obviously, I mean, you know, I'm I'm just I'm just a podcaster. I don't know anything about. I'm a business that like kind of like, level, kind of board level, and like that. So it's very difficult for a fan uh, of a club to kind of know kind of the day to day 
of what a board of directors kind of even does really i it's very difficult to kind of wrap your head around it almost um so in terms of yourself martin like obviously you have your own business that you obviously made money and all that kind of stuff and this is very much on the side but how kind of hands-on do you intend to be on kind of a regular basis in in, in your new role well, well let's be honest we're, we're we're very early into this relationship um and we'll we'll sort of work as we go through but i definitely intend to take an interest as much as Ian does because we've got money invested yeah. um, but the day-to-day workings of the club I run through Mark um, you know a board of directors are there boards of directors in any business are there to govern the business and oversee and provide strategic advice and direction but the day-to-day workings and everything beneath that all funnel through through Mark oh, it's nice and easy Mark I imagine doing all that it's a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Piece of cake, really. These are bits you might have to edit if he answers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, heading into sort of next season, obviously the money that Martin is generous, generously investing into the club will have an impact on those all-important pesky IMG grades. Um, just in sort of real terms, probably one for Mark to answer. I know he's the guru at the moment in the IMG grading in all t- in all things cast. But how much of an impact will those will that investment have on that uh, all important IMG grade? Yeah, so the, there's there's points as you know for owner investment that that you know we've now secured because we got that in before the the financial year end deadline, which you know as we've explained before, which is why we ended up having to put Martin onto company's house before we actually officially announced it. So we've secured those those points. Um, there's a lot of work to do between now and and when the grading start being done around August September next year, so we've got. Um, if you want me to move on to a little bit about where we are with the, the the stadium and everything else, I can I can sort of fire into that because it all kind of mixes in together. So we 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 you know we're at twelve point nine one points is where we officially you know we officially are. So there's. The, the only investment points and some other finance points which we're going to go for, um, which will get us start getting us into the mid 13s. The stadium point then will start putting us into the mid 14s. So we'll we'll start drawing down the first part of the the council two million pound. We think just after Christmas, we're just waiting for that to all be finalised. That that'll start to push us to around 14 and a half points or, or mid to high 14s. I think really to get us to a grade A, uh, we need to be. You know, the, the, the full development needs to come on board, really, because that, that that's the bit that financially will change us and will push us that extra sort of half a point to a, a point over there. Um, with a fair wind performance and, and, and crowds of seven and a half, well, I think we need seven, eight, something. I, I, I know the number, but not off the top of my head. You know, through yeah. the turnstiles every single game, then that would, you know, that would get us into a grade A licence, but that's going to be extremely difficult to do. We'll, you know, we'll go for it as we always do, but that'll be extremely difficult to do. So yeah, so so the the bits that Martin's done that that takes us comfortably, you know, into the thirteens. We then start to look at the stadium that takes us into the fourteens, and then you know we need the full stadium development to get the extra points in, in terms of finance and percentage of turnover that's not central distribution to start taking us into Grade A territory. I've said it again, you know, if we were a mile down the road, I think we'd be comfortably sat here with his feet up saying we're going to have a Grade A fifteen points. Um, you know, if we get a full one and a half for catchment. By the time yeah. August comes, but you know they're not going to change that, so we have to just try and do what we've got to do elsewhere. Yeah, just on that, do you reckon there is? Do you reckon that's it in terms of the catchment stuff? Because you're not you're not the only person, obviously, who's been outspoken about. It. I know Derek Bowman's done the same thing. 
Uh, you yeah. spoke to Lee Socials uh, a couple of weeks back and made the, the very same case, obviously, there in the situation with Lee and Wigan. Um, do you reckon there's any kind of movement on that uh, in, in the next few years or is that just going to be it, do you think? I, I think for this year, I think we, we had um, an RFL meeting. It, it was brought, or well, I brought up at the RFL meeting along with you know a few other people brought other elements of grading. So there'll be some slight changes, but we don't believe there'll be changes to catchment. I, th- I think what will probably make people, you know, maybe at the RFL and IMG, <laughs> take a little bit more notice is if we get to to a point where you know the difference between us and and another club who's a grade a is simply the postcode i think that that's you know i think if you swap postcodes with a club and they become a grade b and you become a grade a it certainly needs looking at them i think at that point yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i can back completely agree i know we've discussed before that we, we also disagree with that one um coming back to uh the investment lines investment then um no, I'll end this one up, Mark, because it's a little bit easier to ask you, I think. But like, we understand that the actual number is confidential. And as much as we'd love the exclusive and the the number to the to the penny, and we understand that, that 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 we're not after that really. But is there any kind of extra detail or any detail really you can you can give to our listeners in terms of what's actually going on into the club uh, beyond kind of the significant seven figure sum uh, which we know about? Yeah, not the, the the only kind of other thing I can put in is we've, we've structured it so that an amount came in on November the 30th for the last financial year. So obviously it's over a three-year period, so that gives the, the grading points for the previous three years. The the uh, second half of the money comes in in January, which then gives us owner investment points for, let me think now, because that's 24's accounts, which are for 25. So it would be three years for 25, 26 and 27. So, so yeah, so we ju- just that the deal structured to give us only investment points through to 2027. Brilliant. Brilliant. It just, it just makes sense. I mean, it's crazy. You have to jump through these hoops to do it in that way you know, during these, in the system. But I guess, fair enough. Adam? As yeah. we said, as we said that's, that's why we did the deal when we did. And, and that's why we talked for a while. And suddenly when it came to my involvement and say, am I going to get involved? That was a, that was an obvious target to work towards because if we'd have missed the November date, we're giving away ranking points. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. We we mentioned about rumours flying round and and apparent blocked bids, blocked in investors, and a lot of sort of rumours around obviously Ian's involvement with the club. There's been dumbfounded ideas that he's taking money out of the club, that his interest is kind of hampering the club. Just a word, if you can, Ian, about just dispelling those rumours and just kind of, to, just in your own terms, kind of how silly those those uh, rumours are. Yeah. Um, well, I've never taken money out. Um, the interest, I, I know there's been you know, people have picked up on the interest. The interest has been shown on the on the accounts for the last, I think it's eight years now. I think, it, and it's been an accrued amount. So every year, that interest um, has increased. Never taken any of it. It's just it, it's been shown in the accounts for an accounting purpose. Um, as from. Uh, when did we do it, Mark? Couple of weeks. 30th of November, so last financial year. From 30th of November, from last financial year, the interest demand will have been written off. So not not written off because I've taken it, it's been written off out of the accounts. Uh, it all adds, it all helps the balance sheet, really. But as for as for taking money out uh, myself, 
all my sisters have never taken one out. Uh, and we've never taken any of the crew with interest out. But that will be, that's been removed from the camps now and it will be, it, it won't be going back on. That's great to hear. Obviously, the, I asked the question because it's obviously things that you see on social media. People yeah. are completely out of the know, almost making things up and, and really kind of trying to stir the pot, if you if you want to say it like that. And I just wanted to obviously... But unfortunately, in, in the nature of the nature of a, a you know the, all this information is in public knowledge, and I suppose partly it's his own fault because we've never dispelled um, you know the rumours. But then again, if you reply to every rumour, you you, yeah. you you wouldn't do anything else. No, uh, no, absolutely. But you know, I can categorically state we've never taken anything out of it, and we've got no intention of taking anything out of it. I think as well. It's, it's sorry, it's just jump in. No. It's um, it probably we all we all agree. We had a conversation um the other day, Ian, um that probably we need to be as a as as a board a little bit more uh, open and accountable to the fans, and that's probably something that we we can look to work on. And I think Mark's um, uh, Mark's piece on your podcast about the the ranking systems and the grading points. Was a good start and all of that, but it's probably something that we'll we need to take away as a board and look look at going forward. Just to hit on 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 Ian's point, just just so everybody's absolutely clear, Ian offered up that to me when I decided to invest that he would write up all his interest uh, and take the interest clauses out of his loan. It wasn't something I've demanded. It's something Ian has always offered up. So just to be just to be very clear on that point. Yeah, thanks, Martin. Yeah, uh, and and just to pick up on something Martin said there as well, he's he's quite right about the uh, um, not the lack of information, but the yes, we probably we probably haven't been as forthcoming with some things as we could have been, and you know that that's been taken on board. And it is like Martin said, it is something we've had a discussion about in the last few weeks. Um, just basically to, to try and clear some of these things up and stop the rumours starting. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I dare say you, you've done a pretty good job in the last ten minutes. To be honest, so this is this definitely yeah. a good, it's definitely a good step. And obviously, we're very grateful you're doing it on on our platform. We appreciate being on and, and doing that. Thanks for thanks for clearing all that up. You know, that's brilliant. Obviously, brilliant news uh, across the board. And hopefully, that does stop some of the. I mean, like I said, I work in social media myself, so I see some of the comments. That yeah, and everything. Uh, you can imagine how cool it can be. So, well, we know you can stop it, you know. And these people's it, it's it's human nature, yeah, that people will make something up if they don't know true. Yeah, uh, our feeling probably has been that we've not, um, you know, we've not uh, we've not said anything about it, but then again, just going back to what I said a few minutes ago, if you if you answer every rumor, you do nothing else, so. 100%. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Thanks for that. Right, we'll move on a little bit. Um, Next question we've got written down, because uh, me and Adam did actually prepare for this. We don't prepare for many of our podcasts, but we did do some prep for this one. Um, One thing we've discussed very from episode one, really, the first one I did, my kind of ranty one, Um, I, I did discuss kind of the, the, 
hooker are model uh, them kind of being almost a bit of a blueprint or it, it's, whether it's true or not but it, they are the club kind of put up there at the minute as a club that's obviously kind of been down the doldrums not that we're in the doldrums and they've kind of gone to kind of new heights over the last few years and a big part of that has been uh, investment going into the club and it kind of triggering almost a bit of a snowball effect in terms of other investors kind of following suit uh, and, and joining the club and it happens obviously across sports as well it's not just them um, with you coming on board Martin um, I don't know who's probably best place to answer this question to be honest but is it, are we open to more investment uh, as well as as well as yourself are we open to putting more seats on the board of directors and that kind of thing and kind of attracting new investment in the kind of short to medium term as well again I, I didn't really aim the question at anyone there so I'll start yeah. with that. <laughs> uh, who wants to go about one well, I, I, I'm, I, my, my view would simply be uh, any any business is always open to new investment. Yeah. Um, if there's a sensible proposition out there for somebody else to become involved and to help grow the business, um, then everybody would want to listen to them. Uh, the question is, is there a sensible proposition out there and how does it work? So I would imagine we're all aligned on that to say if it's for the good of the club, uh, and progressing the club moving forward from here, um, of, of course we'd have a conversation. Um, the, the reality is there is quite a bit of to play with. I've invested. We've got the council grant coming in, and that's before we start looking at what could happen with the planning and the, the stadium. So there's, there's quite a bit of investment potentially now about to fly around the club. Um, what you have to look at, I think, is... I keep talking about the art of the possible and what's within our gift, is dealing with what we can do um, because we have this situation in front of us with the grading points that we can't sit here and wait for this to happen. We have to be proactive. But there is, you know, Mark and Ian have done a really good job in terms of where they've got to so far with what is now available to make sure that, as, as Mark said, we can make strides to really improve uh, our ranking points over the next nine months or so, and that's got to be that. that that's the immediate short-term aim. Yeah, yeah. It sounds good. It sounds brilliant to sort of hear that you're open to any sensible proposition. We'll not say any proposition because that could uh, lead to some very interesting emails. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. It could get some very strange <laughs> propositions. Yeah, <laughs> but no, yeah. we're talking. Just reiterating what Matt had said, you know, any, any anything sensible that that comes along, you have to listen to. Mm. Um, but we'll wait and see. You know, it's 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 one of those, isn't it? Yeah, definitely is. Um, Matt mentioned earlier a little bit about the stadium. Obviously, hoping that that's going to push us into kind of that grey day for IMG. Uh, what's the sort of latest in terms of Axiom and the whole development and the whole um, council stuff? Yeah, I, I can answer that one if um, if you want. Because I, I, I had a, a meeting today with the planners. Basically, they, they've, um, in conjunction with the Environment Agency, I think that they've come up with a way that they can resolve that that issue. So I think they're just working through that with some some design spec with the engineers. Um, I, it's pretty much, you know, I don't think it's going to make January's planning because I think we're a little bit too late for that now. So they are hopeful for February's planning, um, which I think is roughly about the 15th, which would be, you know, if it did come off there, I think that would be tremendous because it's um, 
fifteenth is a Thursday, so you know we play a couple of days later on the on on the Saturday, so to get a you know planning permission passed and then a full house against Wigan, I think yeah. would be yeah. a, a real tremendous week. So yeah, so that that that's kind of where it is. Um, yeah, but you know, as Mike said, we 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 you know we've got what we've got to deal with now, so we have to deal with that short term issue of, of getting the points in the bag for the first season to put us up in the the high fourteens. And then you know get the stadium redevelopment fully done, and then that'll bring the finances in to push us over into fifteen and, and a grey day, and then you know we're, we're done and dusted at that point. Yeah, that that yeah. brings me nicely onto my next question. Really, in terms of that, um, uh, obviously when we spoke last time, uh, probably about two three months ago, whenever it was, um, we were discussed um, Plan B. I think I think we coined it Plan B on, on, on the yeah. podcast, and that's just what everyone knows it as now. Anyway, um, <laughs> in terms of next year, uh, next year or two, but one thing I didn't ask you on that podcast, which I got a bit of stick for, was just like when things are actually going to be yeah. uh, in motion. Uh, with that, you mentioned just after Christmas uh, earlier on, but in terms of kind of tangible things in terms of things that fans would literally be able to see uh how quickly would that would that be kind of in, in action how quickly would a, a game going fan be able to see oh that's that's a massive change yeah i think you'll, you'll certainly I, what i'd rather do ross is if i can rather than telling you something that's that's you know i'm not too sure on at this moment in time i'd rather give you a shout when we get all the the, the, the correct dates pending and everything else and say right i'll you know i'll come in and, and talk you through it in detail then but certainly you know i think through the season at various points, you'll see different you'll see different changes happening. So really, you know, rather than, than pin me to a date at the minute that says we're going to have this on this day, um, I think if you if you let me come back on sometime in the new year when we've got all the, the funding in place, we have to get go through quite a, a you know a big procurement process for for various different quotes and then timescales for people coming in and doing it. So I'd rather just sit down and say right on this day I'll come in and tell you exactly what what's going to happen when or, you know or by when if that's all right. Yeah, it makes sense. So you're welcome to come on the pod anytime. I think the trouble the trouble over the years with this, Ross, as you see, and I know people people get disappointed and say we've heard it all and one thing or another. But it's been out of our control for years. Yeah. And you know, we're in the hands of a developer who, you know, has stuck by us, to be honest. You know, he could have washed his hands of it and disappeared. Uh, but he's genuinely stuck by us. And you know, no people want to see. We've never really wanted to spend this council money as an individual thing. We wanted to clump it in with the with the axiom money and do a full development. But unfortunately, to gain the extra points, we're going to have to spend the council money. Uh, uh, you know, just to get us where we need to be. And you know, I, I think people should understand as well when the planning goes in and if the planning gets passed. That money doesn't come instantly. You know, that money is will come to us before they can start developing. Yeah. And there is there is no time limit on that. That we are we are working with one or two things, but there is no time limit on that. So that might not, you know, this is one of the reasons we're spending the council money now. Uh, and hoping for the best with the rest of it, basically. So I know it's a long-winded process and I know people get frustrated with it, but, you know, Mark and myself have had, what, 10 years of this, is it? Yeah, 10 years, yeah. yeah. 10 years, yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, we've been to more more meetings and more council offices and God knows what than we can remember. Uh, 
But, you know, they have stuck by us, so we've got to stick by them. Amazing, is that? Um, we can't really bring Martin on, obviously, talk about his investment, but looking back at his, I want to call it a, his real-world job a little bit, um, and obviously his expertise <laughs> in real estate developments, is there any chance that your expertise could really help in terms of the uh, short-term developments to the stadium and then potentially any of the longer-term developments of the stadium? I would hope so, but um, um, we've had some brief discussions about that, but that's something we'll talk about, I'm sure, over the next few months. And if I can bring people on board who can assist with the process, um, I definitely will. You know, I've got a couple of people already who are, who are happy to become involved and help with planning and logistics. Um, I think people have to recognise the club's been in a little bit of a difficult situation for the last, as they say, 10 years, um, not knowing whether they were having a new ground built out um, um, by the M62 or whether they were redeveloping the current ground. And therefore, it's difficult to invest in existing assets when you think that there's a, a different business plan about to arise and when you could therefore be burning money for the sake of it um we, we've now got a way forward the important thing is that with the monies that i've invested the council grants as well is that we we utilize that money in a way in which we don't then um it's not wasted money down the line that it adds to what, else, what it adds to the investment that will then come to us once the um the development then takes place so it, it may need a bit of a different planning in terms of what we do in the short term that may have been planned longer term. But I know that's the sort of thing that Mark's been looking at to say is let's spend the money, let's spend it wisely so that we get the grading points and then we're not then ripping everything up in a year or two's time uh, to find that we're, you know, we, that, that money was just spent just to get through the next couple of years that he's actually properly invested in the club longer term. Yeah, and, and and just to, to add to that, the, the the money that we spent obviously will will secure the grading points. Then the money left over out of that two million will then be used for the parts of the development that aren't the main the main stand. So that there'll be stuff for cladding, like Weldon Road, Princess Street, say refurbishing toilets. You know, we'll put a new lock on the door and and a couple of bits. And, and uh, <laughs> so the, there's there's money in there that's already in the plan that we will utilise once we've secured the grading points. So we'll, we'll, we'll effectively be starting the big plan, but not the main stand, if that makes sense. That that will come when the, the full funding comes. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's, it's nice to hear, obviously. I mean, like I say, I, as a fan, I mean, I'm, I'm 26. And for those 26 years, Cass have been trying to get, kind of, I've been trying to move on or rebuild the ground or whatever it might be. In fact, I'm pretty sure my where I'm currently sat is built on one of the previous sites or very, very close that we've, we've discussed uh, up in Glass Island. It's just one of those things that has always been frustrating. But it is nice to hear proper joined up thinking, uh, really, about a real approach in the next two or three years. And that's us. That's really commendable and obviously what we want to hear, um, really. We'll move on a little bit uh, beyond ground then, a little bit of on-field stuff. Um, that's what people are really here for, isn't it? It's the rugby team. So, um, obviously, saying that, in this ING era, uh, there is this kind of feeling that the on-field is slightly less of a priority nowadays, which I know kind of everyone feels it in the in the back of the throat and it's horrible and it's, <laughs> it's not a nice thing to think about, but it kind of is to a certain extent. In saying that, with a little bit of new investment in the club and all that kind of thing. We know we're under the cap this year uh, in terms of salary cap. What will be the motivation going forward to the 2025 season, uh, for example, and onwards in terms of making sure we're spending that cap or perhaps a little bit more than we are this year? And I'll go with Mark. Um, with that one. 
Yeah, so we've got we've got a, a, a sort of squad plan in place for the next realistically for four years if we you know if, if we do what we we, we feel is going to happen and and each year that increases the the the, the squad spend. So yeah, I, I understand what you're saying when you're saying on on field it's secondary to everything else. It, it's not in in real terms because you know some of the biggest pillars to to the IMG grading our finances and fandom. And they're derived from, you know, you know, last year we we know it was awful, you know, people came down and weren't entertained, it wasn't good value for money. So we have to, you know, try and make sure first and foremost that we 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 you know that we've got a team here that's going to be young, enthusiastic, energetic, and give their all for the club and hopefully put a smile on people's faces and make them, you know, come back next week and get another ticket and buy a beer and, and, and buy a shirt and and engage with us on social media. So yeah, the performance on the on the field is you know does drive a lot of those a lot of those pillars. It's just whoever finishes last doesn't necessarily go down this time round. That that that's the difference. So yeah, we've got a plan in place. Um, I think you know what 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 the the money does is it stabilizes it over a terrible TV deal and it allows us to increase our our squad spend. And you know we've seen it. We had uh, Lewis Johnson on trial last you know for for a couple of weeks, and I think without that investment. We would have been, you know, really thinking twice about whether we committed that that money to to, to Lewis. So that that's enabled us to do that. If somebody else comes up that fits in the model of what we're trying to do, which I think, you know, Danny Wilson spoke in detail about, then you know, we'd certainly have have a look at that. And then obviously extending the young lads like Fletcher Rooney, that's another priority. If we've got a real sort of star young player, then we need to try and get them secured for a little bit more longer term than we would potentially have done before. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think people shouldn't shouldn't just think the team is secondary. Um, there is a very big aim for the end of this season, which is to make sure we get a Super League licence. Um, but don't be any illusions that we're not just going to neglect the team and say the team is unimportant because that's the heartbeat of the club. And the fans, as Mark said, the fans want to see attractive rugby being played and winning rugby being played. Um but I think because of where we got to last season, there is a big rebuilding process going on. But I was—I got a presentation from Danny Wilson myself, and I heard him on your podcast as well. Um, and I quite like the ethos that he's trying to develop there, to bring back um, um, a playing style and a life into the club with have some longevity. So you sometimes you have to sort of start again. I think that's where the club is not on the playing side. But I don't think anybody should think that the player side's been ignored because it's absolutely not. Yeah. You I think probably this year it's been it's had a lot more it's had a lot more effort put into it than the other year. Uh, you know, with Danny Wilson's input um, and Mark himself and uh, decisions of us all, you know, we've gone down this we've gone down this different route of trying to build a squad that will be there. And that will be successful in the, in the coming years. Um, and I think, you know, people, will, well, I hope people will see what we've been trying to do and, uh, and stick with us because I think there'll be a young, excited team. Uh, and going forward, I think you'll, you know, you, we, we should all see a massive difference. Um, last year was awful, we all know it was. Um, yeah, a lot of it wasn't, wasn't um, that good, Ian. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't even as good as that. No, uh, no, you're right. Absolutely, it wasn't. <laughs> but uh, 
we've, uh, you know, mistakes were made. We all made mistakes with that last year, but we did it for a reason. We knew we had to, we had to survive this year. Uh, fortunately, we did, but it, it, it didn't quite work out how we wanted. But uh, and it's always been his ultimate goal to go down this route to build to build the squad that has some longevity in it and and that'll bring us success for future years. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned you mentioned the word rebuild, you mentioned the word the word longevity and it, it really does seem like the work that Danny Wilson and kind of Mark and the team behind the scenes have really been working towards is, is building a younger squad that's going to kind of last a couple of years and, and really hopefully build to something. Um, just looking ahead to the 2024 season and, and what are the aspirations for the, the team on the field? It, it, it's a tough one because you can always trip yourself up at this point. Um, Agreed. But we see it's a, it's a different, it's a real different atmosphere this year to what it was last year. Um, you know, when you're, we're giving the the, the, the the kit out um to the players and you're looking at them as you're giving them out and you're thinking, oof, there's some big athletes here, you know, some six four, six five, six six lads here. Um, all, you know, lean, fast, um, you know, fit and and you look and you think that's a different team to what we've ever had before. So I, th- I think for me, first and foremost, to see a team that's gonna, you know, go out there with the point to prove and and give everything for the for the club and the town. And I think, you know, secondly, if we get to that sort of stage where we're getting into the back end of the season and we're still in with a shout of, you know, nicking a playoff spot or, or being somewhere up there, I think that'll be an absolutely tremendous season, um, you know, full of excitement and, and a real turnaround from the season before. And then the, the key to that is if we do do that, all those lads then who have been playing have got a year and another 20, 25 Super League games under the belt, which then makes them really strong for the following season. And then again for the season after, so that that that's kind of the aspirations, you know, from my personal point of view is you know effort hundred percent every game and being with a shout of still being able to get a playoff place when we get into that final third of the season. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll come to you, Martin, as well in a second. But one thing about this kind of group of players as well, so we'll talk about going going younger, going leaner, going hungry, probably uh, with with this kind of this group as well. Um, I think we've got that with the coaching staff uh, as well. I'm very excited about the coaching staff we've got on board uh, in Craig Lingard and obviously Danny Maguire. Um, is there any insight first and foremost before we kind of talk about does those guys generally, probably yourself, Mark, again, uh, in terms of kind of how that really came about? Obviously, Craig was obviously at the club already. Uh, Danny came in. Um, how easy was that call to make? And then how excited are you to have those kind of two guys at, at the helm this year? Yeah, I think it's we've had a, a really sort of big change around in, in staff. So obviously, um, Craig Craig came in. I think what really you know we we needed somebody who could manage a group of players and, and and manage them strongly. And you know, Craig's had a lot of years in in the prison service managing you know people who are in prison for life. And and you know, if he can do that, I'm sure he can he can manage rugby players. Then obviously, Danny Maguire's pedigree you know speaks for himself. The the, the guy is a winner at the at the highest level. So those two really, really complement each other. You've got somebody there who's, you know, can really manage people. And then you've got somebody there who, you know, has done it at the highest level. And then, you know, not forgetting we've got Scott Morell there. Who's like He's like the energy man, you know, sort of jumping around everybody. Um, and then we, we've had quite a few changes in, in and around our, you know, we've got a new analyst. We've got a new physio team now. Um, you know, Carl Blinken's in, in, in post now. I think he started... Today or yesterday, who, who's come from 
uh, Doncaster Rovers Football Club. So he's the head physio and Hannah's been promoted up into um, first team assistant head of academy. Um, and you've got a little bit of a change in it around the strength and conditioning. So it, everything feels very, very different. And, you know, with the new players coming in, it's great. So they were all, we, we had a plan to change as much as we could around. And, and pretty much, I think we got most of our targets first time, I think. You know, we we were always keen on Craig. You know, that's one of the reasons we brought Craig in as, as an assistant before, because we saw him as being a long-term future head coach of, of, of the club. I think, you know, we might have, in our minds a while back, you know, that might have been happening in another year or two's time rather than now. But yeah, I think um, a few shockwaves when we announced it. I think if you speak to the players now, they've got a massive respect for, for Craig, Danny and for Scott. Um, so yeah, yeah, maybe we can set up a, 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 a you know a, a podcast with you with some players and you can ask those questions direct to them at some point if you want. You know, we're, we're comfortable with that. That'd be awesome. Awesome. Really, really appreciate that. Really appreciate that. Uh, just, just for you, Martin, then as well, obviously your first season uh, kind of directly involved. Obviously you've been involved as a sponsor for a few years. Uh, I know you said previously to the press that you're going to try and get down for five games or so, five, six games, or as many as you can, essentially. Yeah, I, I, I'm assuming you're just kind of buzzing to get down now, are you? And then <laughs> just didn't watch the boys this year. No, I did. I did five or six last year. Um, I think I've said I'm going to try and get to at least half the matches this year. Um I, 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 to be perfectly honest, I really need to sit down and mark them off in my diary and put them in my diary and say that's why I'm coming. Uh, I'm definitely here for the weekend game. Um, um, I'll come up for the shirt presentation evening as well. Um, I've said to the marketing team, I'll do that. Um, and then I'm just going to sit down and and if I'm around, I'll, I'll get up there. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I, you know, I, I enjoy the game. I've always, I'll always watch if he's on the telly if I'm not, uh, when I'm not up here. Um, if I lived in the area, I'd be coming every match anyway. So, um, yeah, I just need to sit down and commit to what I'm going to do. And then, um, um, but I would hope to at least half the matches. That's, that's brilliant. I'm, I'm sure when you put um, these fans at the ground, they'll be, they'll be welcoming with open arms as they always, always, they always do. Um, final couple of questions, Adam, I think. Um, sorry, I've lost my place on my questions now. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good thing. Oh, what have we done? Come on, Abby. Where's your list? I know. I've got my list. It's just when we've started questioning it. To be fair, I was more shocked that Martin's not already penciled his, his games into his diary. I, I thought that was the first thing every cast fan did when they saw the fixture list. They've <laughs> <laughs> got that link. They shan't be able to find a link to plug it straight into my diary. Oh, technology now. There was one last year, but it just automatically went in. Yeah. Yeah, and funny if I've got I've got, I've already got a few requests of friends to come up for the first match, so I think there'll be six to ten of us around for the first match. Oh, yeah. But I'll be available if people want to talk. If people want to talk to me, I'm there. Come up and say hello. That's awesome. I know you've said in interviews previously um, about you bringing uh, friends from down south up to the up to the games. Um, you said that the responses can be quite funny. <laughs> what, what is what is the general response when when they do come up and? Uh, and taking the, the best spot in the world because that's clearly where it is. Yeah, well, the general so response is a bit funny because they don't. It, it's interesting, guys. The so the attention that this has had locally is obviously quite large. It's had very little attention down in the south. I actually um, met one of the IMG guys yesterday for breakfast, just a, a, a catch up. Um, and that's obviously one of the issues that rugby league's got to overcome. It's got to get to a wider audience. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't really um, hit the whistle on the back page anymore. It doesn't hit the, the news wires anymore um, down there on a on a major scale. 
So that's why the people will look at me uh, and, and wonder why I'm involved in the sport. The people that then come up there really enjoy the spectacle. They really enjoy it. It's like they always immediately go, why haven't I been to a game like this before? So I've never had any problem converting people once they get up here. It's actually getting them up here and let, getting, really getting people to understand what Rip League's all about. But that's where IMG has got to have a focus, is to, is to bring the sport to a wider audience. We know we've got a great product, uh, and a lot of what they want to do is to improve everything around that product in terms of its visual appearance and facilities and everything else. Um, so they can attract more sponsorship on a on a, 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 a global basis, and that it can appeal to a wider audience. That's that, that's what they're aiming for. That's what they're in it for. You speak of getting it to a wider audience, and obviously that first game, uh, you've very generously put on the ticket offer that um, is giving mm -hmm. fans the opportunity, members the opportunity to have, I believe it's three extra tickets for thirty pounds. Um, That's right. Just talk us through your, your generous offer to the fans and obviously how encouraging you kind of want to be to fans to get friends down, get friends and families down that maybe not experienced the wonders of the jungle before. Well, I think, look, we know the ground's got a great atmosphere. When the ground's full, it's got a, it's got a phenomenal atmosphere, which you don't replicate at clubs that play in big football stadia and... Um, uh, and they only get a fifth of the seats filled. You lose the you lose the atmosphere. So one of the great beauties about the club is the atmosphere it generates. And when it's rocking, it's rocking. Um, and we've got a young side, um, and we need the fans to get behind them. We also need the fans to come along to boost, as Mark said, our um, um, our potential scores on the IMG system in terms of ground utilizations and. Uh, scores and the actual uh, capacity of the crowd. Um, so we want to pack it out. We want to create a good atmosphere. Part of that is going to be what happens on the pitch. Well, we've got a pretty tough draw first up to get Wigan, Wigan at home. But, you know, you're going to play all the clubs at some stage. And, and what we really want to do is get, is get that ground filled as much as we can do, as many games as we can do this season. So by us improving the facilities and working on that, by making these sort of offers, hopefully get seeing a young, exciting team that sure they'll make a few mistakes, but hopefully they'll surprise a few people as well that will play a brand of rugby that people can see that over the years could, could progress and could really develop. So we just want to get the ground full. We want to get it rocking. Let the fans, let the players then um, breed off the back of that. That's what happens when you when you get a fan base that gets behind the club. 100%, 100%. You say it's Wigan. If, if anyone's just kind of on the fence and going, ah, well, yeah, it's the champions, Wigan. Trust me, Wigan, round about the time they're doing a World Cup challenge against Penrith, I reckon the last game they wanted first up was down lane against Cass with 10,000 there. <laughs> to be honest, it'd be yeah. absolutely sick enough for them going in week week one. That's not one they're going to be massively up for. I'm going to be wanting to come down to our place and who knows, maybe maybe we catch them cold or at least give them, give them a good show. And I, I, for one, can't wait to get down there and... Uh, I mean, you miss the atmosphere, don't I mean, well, you? Obviously, I've not been down, to, been down there since September. You miss it. Yeah, you, you absolutely do. And you've got to get, you, you know, everybody's got to get up for it. The fans, the players. If you can't get up for a big game against Wigan, who can you get up for a game against sort of thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just in terms of, you know, the, the fan base have been, you know, after last season, it, it, you know, it was absolutely awful. And we know that. And we were really worried about, you know, membership sales and season ticket sales. 
But as of last Thursday, I think we're about eight and eight and a half percent up on this time last year, which we think wow. is absolutely wow. remarkable, and it's still going in that same trajectory. So we think, um, you know, all, all things been equal, we'll finish, you know, with a bigger sort of season ticket number base to start on next year than we did this year. So, you know, for all those who've listening who've renewed, we, you know, genuinely thank you for that. I think it's been a real shock to us after last year that that we've had, you know, that much of an uplift. And you know, if anybody's thinking about it, you know. Have a few drinks on Friday and then uh, get yourself online and get a ticket ball. Perfect, perfect Christmas present. I, <laughs> yeah. no, I think we've said before with, with the with the fan base. I mean, because it's I mean, the rugby is so ingrained in, in all of us around here. You you can you never really leave it. And I think even those fans that are sometimes on the fence and they kind of touch and go go year to year, I almost kind of feel like they're always just dormant. They're never just gone. Yeah, I, I think they're yeah. always. There's always the potential there uh, to get them back, and I think week one uh, you certainly get them back. And the fact that they're coming back earlier than that, uh, and it's happening in December, and we've got that many memberships, that's that, that's testament to the people around here, but also testament to you guys as well uh, in terms of kind of driving that and and getting those people online, as you say, perhaps after a few drinks and <laughs> making sure they're spending the two hundred quid. Um, yeah, I, I'm very very excited for the uh, for the next season. I, I can't wait to get down there for the friendlies, and then. Obviously, that big first game at Wigan. Um, this has been brilliant. Thank you so much, all three of you, uh, for coming on. We've really appreciated your time. I, I guarantee everyone who listens to this uh, will have absolutely loved it, and um, the perfect kind of treat for them just before, just before the new year as well. Um, yeah, so individually, I just want to thank you all. Um, yeah, thank you for coming on. Thank, thank you. I'd like to say to, to, to both you, Adam, uh, that uh, you know, I think you're doing a great job, and you're doing a great job. He's put out just as he's complimenting you. I heard great job. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, I managed to mute him then. You know, great job. Oh, he's Yeah. So he said that again, Ian. I said, can they edit edit great bit out and just put okay in? Yeah, <laughs> it's all staying in. It's all staying. In. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, it is very much just a hobby on the side for us too. But we just do it because through the love of the club, love the sport, and um, yeah, we'll we'll continue doing so. And the fact that you guys are uh, so open to coming on, and we talked about it earlier, didn't you, about being like that openness and that kind of stuff. It, obviously, anytime you want to use us to speak to the fan base, we're, we're kind of honoured uh to be to be that uh, that vessel sometimes. So uh, yeah, we really really appreciate it. Um, to everyone well, listening, maybe, maybe we can do another one later in the year. See how we're getting on. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. A little status report. Yeah, Mark, yeah. Mark, Mark, we'll have to pick us time for that one. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> so to everyone that's listening, thank you so much uh, for spending your time. Hope you have a brilliant New Year, brilliant Christmas. Uh, to the guys who've joined us, hope you have a fantastic uh, Christmas and New Year as well. And uh, we'll see you around. Koi.